All right. Hey, everyone. My name is Nachum Russell, or Russ to most of you, because nobody can say Nachum. And this is my friend Whitney of Sage's Way Dog Training. Um, this show, for those of you who it's your first time tuning in, is really just a fun way for us to get to know each other, for you guys to get to know us, chat about whatever, and it's a lot of fun. You guys are more than welcome to join the conversation in the comments section. If you have anything you want to add, any questions you want to ask, throw it up in the comments and we'll try to get to it. The one thing this is not for is this is not a how-to practical Q&A show. So if you have Q&A questions that you want to ask Whitney or I, you're more than welcome to ask us privately. And I know Whitney answers questions all the time and I do as well, but this show is more of just a fun, loose conversation, not really a how-to Q&A question show. So let's jump right into it. So Whitney, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do, where you are and all that? I am a dog trainer in right. Southern Maryland uh solomon's island maryland um training pet dogs specializing in fear aggression type behaviors but i do all of the any anything any pet dog could possibly need from puppies to adult dogs and behavioral problems and you do you do mostly boarding trains right uh, i do do boarding trains and i do private in-home lessons as well and I do virtual sessions also just about every single day. And yeah. I've seen that's blown yeah. up for you. You yeah. became, became a TikTok celebrity and now like everybody wants to talk to you online. Yeah. TikTok has uh, changed my life. <laughs> pretty crazy. We'll yeah. talk about that because I'm, I have some questions about that. But how did you get into dog training? Because everyone has their interesting story of it. What got you into this? Um... Uh, I've always liked dogs a lot, been quite obsessed with them for a long time. And but eight years ago, when I was in kind of a, a rough patch in my life, I got Sage, who I named my business after. And uh, when I got her, I became incredibly obsessed about her and how she worked and how I could get her to live as long as I possibly could. And it kind of started off with a lot of dog nutrition, like what went into her body and then went to behavior, just trying to figure out everything I could about her. And then uh, uh, three, four years later, I found out that there was dog trainers. And so I was like, uh, that seems like a good idea. I don't want to be a manager at famous footwear and a waitress for the rest of my life. So, uh, uh, yeah, dogs were my passion. I definitely wanted to do something that I loved. And so I moved up to Maryland here where my mom lives. To, up from where? From Texas. So okay. we're, all, we're all from Texas. Um, I grew up, I, I say I'm from Texas. All my family's in Texas. But I grew up seven years in Japan three years in Italy because my stepdad was in the military, which I'm really grateful for, but jumped all over the place and then ended up back in Texas where most of my family is. And then I moved up here to Maryland to have the financial freedom because my mom's up here to, to chase this thing about four and a half, five years ago. And then, and then got going. And now we're now we're running. 
did Sage have behavioral issues or was it just that you were obsessed with learning about her and that turned you on to the whole behavioral thing? Um, she didn't, I didn't have, well, she did have problems, but I didn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't hurting our life. Like, uh, I stopped taking her to the dog park because she was a, a maniac, but that didn't seem like, and then later on I realized, oh, that was a good thing. And the dog park was the big reason for why she was uh, obtaining this dog aggression. Um, but I, she didn't until, until like she was about three or until I started to think about going into this dog training thing. And uh, some, I started off with some bad training and, and then I also got into bite work where the dogs are biting the sleeve, like police canine type of work. And that's something she should not have ever been doing um, and because she's an insecure, fearful type dog. Um, but they didn't see that really off of the surface because it's kind of hard to tell because she's, she's a pretty confident, headstrong, assertive lady, sassy, sassy lady. He has like that confidence shell and then that inside unsure, unstable. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was covering it up really good, like a real yeah. good bully. <laughs> she was a, she's like the bully that never showed how insecure she truly was. And so, yeah, she, I taught her how to bite. And so she learned how. And so whenever she was unstable feeling or in fear, she would bite. So that was very bad. And then. Her dog aggression did trickle about like it got worse and worse and worse to where she wasn't able to be around um, uh, any dog. It became to where she was putting holes in dogs and trying to kill dogs. But but really back in the day before I got into dog training, I just kept her away from it. Like we still lived a great life and still right. had a lot of fun. Um, and then after I got into dog training, I realized like we had a lot of problems all it was all coming from back then and then teaching her to bite when we shouldn't have and all of it and and me not knowing what I was doing training her and yeah and then she turned into the the biggest devil I've ever trained still to this day like the the worst dog I've, yeah. I've ever had to handle um but she's taught me a lot because no wrong way worked with her. That was the beauty of it. Like, uh, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't make her like it, it. No wrong way worked with her at the end of the day. Like if, if I was doing something wrong, I was going to know about it. And then, so she it, wasn't the type that's just going to shut up and take it. Yeah. 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 She had a lot to say. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. That's she's ever since eight years ago taught me, a hell of a lot all through the whole process. Um, yeah. So one of the things when I first found your page, <laughs> I think I found you found out about you through Chad from Team Flappy Ears. Um, I think so, if I remember correctly. And one of the things that drew me a lot towards your work and your page was that you weren't necessarily talking so much about training as in what people consider training. And it was more about behavior and the dog's way of thinking and mindset. And yeah. that was very interesting to me because it's not something that I see so much. A lot of trainers show training, which is 
good and it's important and everybody needs that. But you were talking about a different angle of it that's very interesting that I think probably we all need to learn more about, which is that how the dog is thinking, how the dog is feeling, where it's coming from and all of that stuff. Is that like what you, is that your focus? Is that like what you're obsessed with? Yeah, that's like, that is my favorite part of it all. So I always say that, that uh, the how to's that the, the, tell your dog to place, have your dog in a crate. Like I can tell somebody to do those things all day long. And, but it doesn't mean they're going to do them just because I gave them the steps. And it doesn't mean that those steps are going to work for their dog without knowing why, like the why behind it and why, what, what, what benefit it has to your dog's health to do the thing, the steps that are being taken because, and also like the big thing that I don't like about social media and sharing information is if I do a, a how to video and I, I give out, I lay out some steps, there's always missing parts. Always like that's the biggest part I hate about it. Even if I did an hour long video after I finish it, I'm going to be like, uh, well, but but there's other parts. What if they don't see the other video I or the Instagram post I made a year ago that yeah. is going to make this part a whole whole. And 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 the other part of it is that the the steps are always going to be incredibly different with their dog. So like the the why behind it all it it when when I have when I have that myself. I'm able to problem solve better than if I just got the steps. So if I give mm -hmm. the why, it, it helps it helps me problem solve. It, it all comes from not just for everybody else. It helps others. It helps others. That's how it helped me in the beginning. That's how it helped me learn and and figure this stuff out. I, the Jordan Peterson fan. So like. Yeah. That's where I get it all from. Honestly, where all of my passion has come from, I think like intuitively since way back in the day is that dogs are so much like us. Uh, and it they're not exactly like us. Like, And, and I know we, we've got to treat them like a dog. And that's a great message to relay. But uh, they're so much like us. I always say that behavior is behavior in general. Right. Behavior is behavior. And I was just talking to somebody today about this. She used to work with children and with behavioral issues. And we're, we always like, I like to see what she has to say about things because I see such a common thing between, uh, I guess, childbearing, child raising, whatever you want to call it, and yeah. dog training. And like, even though, like you said, we're not supposed to humanize the dog and it's not your child and it's your dog and treat it like a dog. But at the same time, behavior is behavior psychology is psychology and if you understand how behavior works you can apply it to anything obviously yeah. not in a cookie cutter way right because that cookie cutter way is not yeah. healthy for the one receiving it but if you understand the why behind it like what you were saying which is what drew me to your work so much like when i first started training i was very cookie cutter it was like you put a prong collar on the dog you teach them this you teach them that and it was very like here's your six session thing and you're done right yeah and the more dogs i worked with the more i realized that that really doesn't work for most dogs so yeah. there is a small group of dogs that like that's going to work for right and you could even get very far with 
probably a lot of dogs with that, but you don't really get, I think, as long lasting results as if you understand why and then apply that why to problem solving the dog in front of you and actually creating a system that works for that specific dog. Yes. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, that means so much to me. Like, like even before, yeah, like even before dog training, just how much they are alike. And when I feel like I'm treating them more, I was thinking about this last night. It's kind of foo foo silly thought, but like, uh, I ha have you ever had a, a like, so I know we have, we like put on these dog voices of like, Hey, come here. Or, yeah. or like sort of, or dominating, trying to be over them as if they aren't in a, like, cause even an adult dog, they want to be talked to like they're, they're not eight weeks old anymore. You know what I mean? They, they want to be talked to like they're real, like they're another being. So I, I try to talk to dogs as, as real as I can not put on a, uh, but anyways, the thought like, cause one, a long time ago, I had so many issues with Sage. Like she was the devil. Like she, she, she would, she's the only dog I've been bitten by. Like she, her, her and I have had incredible, incredible fights, like just incredible clashes, uh, more so than I've ever, ever, ever had with a dog. And, uh, and I realized I would talk to her as if she wasn't, um, like as if she didn't, like as if she was a dog. And so I, I remember a long time ago, I had this, I, I was, I was really upset. She was upset and I was trying to be over her and, or something in my voice or as if I was the mom rather than as if she was my teammate. Cause she's my butt. She's my teammate. I'm not just over her. I want to be a team with her. And, and I, I just like, not, I knew she wasn't going to understand what I was saying. I don't even know what it was that I was saying. I think it was on the lines of I'm going to do better. Like, but I broke it down. I, I took off all of the shells and I just spoke to her without, and I just spoke to her as if she could hear, listen, feel everything I was saying and the response in every bit of her demeanor was incredible. It was, I know she didn't know what I said, but it was like, it was like, sorry. It was like, yeah. Do you think that change came though more because you changed in your energy about it? Yeah. Not because, it wasn't because not the word. Yeah. It wasn't like she, she like got it all of a sudden it was like she got you all of a sudden because yeah. you changed meaning you could have said anything to her yeah it's just the the yeah 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 but it was just how real i was it right. was how much i was not trying to do anything i wasn't trying to do anything i was just being so incredibly real and i as if she knew what i was saying and the words don't matter it just matters about what that the energy you know like because that is what they feed off of always and if we have this any sort of like drill sergeant anything to us or as if they're lower than us dogs don't like that i don't like that when a boss is acting like even though because yes if it's my boss or whatever they're they are over me but when they at when they talk to me like i'm lower you know it, it i don't 
it doesn't make me feel good. But when they give me their, their, their direction they need to give me, but as if I'm another human, just like they are, because there's no, they're no better than me at the not like not in an egotistical way, but I respect their position, but also it's about the 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 energy, how we are how we're giving it, how real we're being. And it's it's like the hardest, most foo-foo thing because there's no I I'm very practical and logical about dog training and what um science there is behind it but there's not much that's i i was last night i was like I wonder what kind of instagram post i can make of that and it's like just be really real with your well, dog i think it's <laughs> i think it's the difference between a leader and a boss right yeah yeah, and, no, yeah just that like yeah. a boss is that asshole that like don't tell me what to do like you're being such a dick about it like you just want to you, you want to get away from that guy you just do it because you have to as yeah. opposed to a leader is like somebody that you do what they say because you actually want to and you follow them and you respect them. And it's like, you would do what they say, even if you didn't have to, because yeah. there's somebody you look up to. And I think that's, that's the ultimate goal of a relationship with a dog. That's how I look at it. Like to yeah. always strive for that level of relationship. And obviously there's a lot to get to that. And it's like a ton of work. And especially for the average owner, it's a ton of work. And I don't know if there really is a way to teach it as opposed to like, to try to maybe fake it till you make it. I don't know, really. It's like yeah. one of those things that's so hard to put into words of what that really means besides kind of playing the role of it until it feels right. Well, like, yeah, that and like uh, just being honest. And I, I actually, I was on live the other night and um, and it, I kind of, I didn't know the answer because we were going way in a rabbit hole deep into some like it was about behavior, what traits we we're actually born with. And it's science and but we something we don't know, just based down to consciousness. And we don't know what that is like. We don't know how our decisions are exactly being made or if we're even making them like silly, silly rabbit hole, stuff like that. And uh and I didn't know the answer. And instead of like blaring, I've seen people talk and you can, you can feel it, even if you're not conscious of what, what that person was portraying, but you can feel when they became their, the faking it. To, I, I like the fake it till we make it. Cause that's like, that's a, a instead of quitting, you got to just keep going. Like just, but instead of like, um forcing something where did where did we where did i go with this with the dogs instead of if we don't know it's kind of like just just tell them like be honest with them that you don't know that you but don't what you, know what they mean and and what do you mean by that with a dog what you keep saying to be honest with a dog what do you mean by that like as in not faking um <laughs> it sounds i don't it's so hard to explain and the thought just really came up last night when i was thinking about all of this but but not putting on a show because you think you have to not not um if you don't know what the steps are to take don't throw something out there um more so like i don't there's i can't give really an example it seems like it's just not uh, not forcing something and just being honest that you don't know if you don't know like and that this it's hard to I don't know, yeah. I don't I mean, know. In, 
when it comes to humans, I completely get that idea. Like if you don't know, say I don't know. Like that's always been a rule of mine. If someone asks me a question and I don't know, I, I just say I don't know, right? And yeah. that's, it's, it's like the that. best thing to do. The best right. thing to do. And with a dog, I guess just I guess where I'm going at is is not um be the I guess the biggest thing of being real with them is just not being the drill sergeant that you think you have to be. I do it and I and talking to them like they are lower or they're they're two weeks old, but when they're actually like they're very they're very aware. They're they're they don't know exactly what we're saying, but they're aware of of our body and our energy that's coming out. And if if we're faking it real, like just letting it flow then they'll notice that. But if we're, we're overly faking it, like, I don't know. Um, I guess the, the part of it that I think I, I do get that we could put into words from what you're saying is that nobody can put this into words. Like, <laughs> Why did I come to this live? Is <laughs> like, well, one thing that, that I've seen from my experience and like working with dogs is dogs will see through your bullshit, right? Yes. Like if, yes. if you, I don't know if you punish a dog and you don't really mean it, they're going to still do the thing that they were punished for. Right. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and probably on the other end of the spectrum too, if you reward a dog, but you don't really mean it necessarily, there's not that they yeah. see through it. If your rules are not like real, that you don't actually believe in them. Eventually the dog is going to see through the bullshit. And that part yeah. of it, I, I totally get. And I relate to, and I've seen it so many times, right. Where, and, I, and then I think it comes all the way back to, yes, 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 that's perfect. And then it comes all the way back to knowing why we're doing what we're doing so that we're not just playing these roles that we don't even know why we're playing them because over time of, of, of gathering steps and how to's without knowing the why they're going to become this like robot type thing that we're, we're throwing out there and the dog is going to know that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And, and they're going to be like, and maybe in the beginning it'll work. But like you said, knowing the why is better for long term because dogs aren't stupid. They really aren't stupid. And they, they, they feel that stuff and they do get bored. They get really, they can easily get bored if they're not challenged or if they do see fake, if they do see like a lack of genuine, and we might not even be trying to do it. It just might right. be because we didn't realize we were doing that. We don't, it, it, we got to be so real. And, that, and a part on my uh, handout that I give to uh, board and train clients and actually I uh, give a PDF to my virtual session clients and about play and play is so incredibly important and we have to have fun too. It's not a one-sided game. The, the, like, that's like playing with the like playing with somebody who you know isn't really into it, but they're just doing it because they have to. Right. We can feel that when it's human to human. Dogs for damn sure can too. And they that they they that that would make me feel like shit. And they and and sometimes it takes a little bit for us to get into it and be a kid, but that's the beauty of a dog too, is that we, they bring that out so that we can just really have fun. And that's something so important that we need to do with them. And, but it, it has to be a two player game or else there, then we're not getting any benefit from it. Yeah, I think in general, if you want your dog to be all in, you got to be all in. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
I've been doing a lot of puppy FaceTime sessions because I don't have time to work with all these puppies that are, people are getting now because of yeah. Corona. FaceTime is perfect for puppies. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. So I do like a, one or two sessions and it's really just teaching them like puppy management, how to use your food for training, all that basic stuff that you do with a puppy. What? Set them up for success. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things like during the first session, we obviously go over like potty training routine since everybody messes that up, it seems. Um, and it's really very simple, obviously, but they just people just need to know like how to do it. Right. Yeah. How to start their day. But then the last thing that we always I always go end off with is I teach them to work on loading the word. Yes. Making the word. Yes. Meaningful. Right. And the one thing that I tell every single person, they always laugh when I say it is. Imagine if while I was talking to you for this whole hour, I sat and I talked like this and I said, I'm put your dog in a crate and then take them out and then go outside. I said, 10 minutes in, you'd probably just like hang up and say you had a bad connection, right? Yeah, we can tell. We can tell. Yeah. <laughs> but like the reason why you're interested is because I'm captivating when I talk to you and I give you examples and it's fun and we go back and forth and I smile and you could right? there's all of that. And I was like, if you're going to stand with a puppy and just say yes and hand them food, yes and hand them food, eventually the puppy's going to be like, all right, screw this. Like, I'm going to go chew on a sock, right? Or whatever puppies would rather do. I'm going to screw you your house up right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and that's like, I guess, along the lines of what you're saying, like if you want your dog to be in or puppies where, I'm, where I talk about it, but I guess all dogs really is like, be all in with it. Be exciting when you have to be exciting and be serious when you have to be serious also, right? Have that yeah. so that the dog yeah, really yeah, knows yeah. you're real about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we can slip in that area too. Um, yeah. yeah, especially yeah. if they know when we. <laughs> especially if we, <laughs> if they do something bad and then, uh, and then you laugh. That's a big yeah. word. <laughs> they they read that shit like like, like a book. <laughs> they yeah, like like this person was telling me like my my puppy goes on the couch and we really don't want her on any furniture because we don't want her learning that furniture is for dogs and like we, we don't like that but when she goes on the couch like she does this thing and it's so funny and we all laugh and like i'll send you a video i was like no if you're sending me videos of that and it's so funny and cute your puppy loves that that's exactly yeah. what the puppy wants they, yeah. they they do recognize like i uh, i'm always digging in on behavior and psychology like uh of the origin, like the most basis of it all, like the deepest why, what was it? That um, at a young age, even children, little kids, they want to do things for others so that they can get the, 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 record, the not, feedback. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that, that was a big one to my mind that at such a young age, one or two years old, that that they they fiend to to help to help others that's what it is yeah. so that they can know that they're they're helping and um i don't know why i just thought of that and dogs dogs i i always relate it and in some way the surface details are always different like crate versus a bedroom like you know the surface yeah. details are always different but whenever i do i learn something about a dog and then i'm like I, I look a little under the surface and I'm like, oh, like this in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Or when I learned Jordan Peterson's uh, human psychology, always that hit his stuff has helped me so much with dogs and, and understanding them better. And especially fear, because I, I would sit for hours and hours and hours and hours and write and write and about fear. And um, he's who really got me 
to terms more of a little more clarity when it comes to fear. Fear is very complex, but we're all born with it and dogs have fear and, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> yeah. No, but I love that you get so much from Jordan Peterson because I remember when I was reading his book, 12 Rules for Life, and all throughout the book, I was like, this is dog training. Like, this makes so much sense. And I'd started doing that with so much. Like, people ask me, like, where do I learn about dog training from? And generally, my answer is not dog trainers. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have a whole stack of books next to me, and two of them are dog training books. The rest are all just psychology, personal development, like, how yeah. society works, cultural things, and, like, that's all dog Yeah, that's what it is. And, like, like you said, not many dog trainers get into it. Uh, when they share things, it's not much. Megan Carnes, I, when I got I, she did have some, she, she. That's the collared scholar. The collared scholar, Megan Carnes, um, my favorite, who I drove all the way from Maryland to Washington in November just to meet her. Um, and, and after I met her, I purchased a couple of her um, online programs, courses, and she does she gets into it deeper like more on the what reactivity is and breaks down um prey drive and just more more in depth than steps that most which i love like because i understand i get the steps we we, we understand as a dog trainers we know yeah. what steps there are it's just well now where do we place them and when and with what 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 dog and why and but so when it comes to like it's awesome that you have this whole passion for the why and understanding but you work with family dogs regular average family pet dogs right when it comes to the average owner are they actually interested in all this shit or you just have to because i find that a lot of owners want to know tell me what to do yeah right? you at the beginning but um um i would say the way i explain wise uh there's such it's like listening to i'm not i'm not comparing myself to jordan peterson but i feel like this is what they get when i do explain um big whys in, in when it comes to their individual situation uh that it's such ahas that it's like oh wow and the wows are so big that it also relates to them in their own personal human life that it's all of this huge connection and then they're really engaged and they're really in tune. Um, I have never, uh, never seen the need or there's been a couple people who get a little on a, maybe, a, I don't know. I don't know. There's been a couple people get a little bit like I see it in their eyes. At, at, over. Yeah. If I talk for a little too long, <laughs> But um, but generally, it's the it, the aha that the connections that makes it very personal to them, um, and I don't want to go without without explaining those things and without um, or else they're not gonna. I feel like I, they're not gonna be as successful long term when it comes if I just give them the steps. Um, okay. I sit and I really do give all, all the whys, especially when my go home lesson for a board and train. And then a virtual session is just about that stuff because I'm not really, unless we, they get a second lesson, but most of them just get one lesson and it's all of these whys, like why, why their dog was doing this and that. And then 
it it connects and then I give them a few foundational steps like yes and conditioning the word yes, making it so powerful that you can use it anywhere and the dog's going to turn their head. Um, but it's mostly just that. Yeah. Setting them up to be able to problem solve on their own. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. Cause without okay. that, you can't, you just can't. And so when I relate it to them, it, I always do give a human relation story. Use It seems like most of the time, but that works best. Yeah. Like, I don't do anything without giving human examples, even though I'll tell everybody not to humanize their dog, but yeah. everything is like, how else are we going to relate to it? If we don't use human examples, we are human. Everything relates to yeah. us. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, what, and well, I guess like what, so what would, he, what does don't humanize your dog mean to you? Like, yeah. That's a good question. So I've thought about this one a ton and I actually think it's not bad to humanize a dog. But well, there is, but there is, it is. No, I'll tell you, but there's a but to that. Wait, wait, yeah, because it the same thing. If we go and coddle, I don't think, because like the whole, you shouldn't reward, like if your dog is afraid, coddling and petting them is only going to enable and what we would say is don't humanize your dog in that situation. But then in the human world, right. it's not helpful to a human either. It's I, think that, I think the idea is it's okay to humanize your dog, but the way that you, people humanize their dogs in society is an immature way. And you wouldn't, 99% of the things that you allow your dog to do, you would never let a human do because yeah. you find it disrespectful, right? If I came into your house and I put my feet up on the dining table and lit a cigarette and I've never been in your house before, I, I would hope you're going to throw me out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we let our dogs come in and just free roam. Like this is your house, do whatever you want. And like, there's so many things that people do like, oh, but I can't do that to my dog because like, I love him so much. He's like my child. Well, like, would you let your child poop on the floor? Yeah. Right? Like, would you let your child, it's all these things, you wouldn't really do it. So if you're going to humanize it, humanize it right. You know, there's a reason why in society things, when society runs properly, there's a system for it, right? What's that system is that we have rewards, we have consequences, we have routine, we have things that we have to do, we have structure, we have all the things that most dog trainers preach in society. And when those things start to fall apart, society falls apart. Mm -hmm. And if we humanize dogs in a very mature way, then every owner would be doing things very differently. They probably wouldn't need us, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I think the problem really is just humanizing dogs in a very immature way and not looking at the bigger picture of how you really would deal with it if it was a human. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then there's also the the part of, yeah, so much, yeah. I was talking to my buddy the other night and I was we were talking just about this right here. and And then I was like, well, I, I, I would think that saying dogs are so much like humans would be the, the big answer to where a lot of people could problem solve on their own just by that. But there are a lot of people raising their children who, who do the same thing they would do with the dog that would be considered humanizing, which isn't healthy for the child either. So saying that they're like humans is, a lot of there's people who don't understand human what they yeah. should do with their human child, right. <laughs> and so yeah. I it, it's just like it's all of this is just basic. It's all humans. 
helping the the society, helping society live better. Like, um, yeah. My theory is that one of the big reasons why we have dogs with so many behavioral issues and mindset issues and all of that is because of the many, many issues that are facing society nowadays that didn't exist before. And like the way that people have yeah. changed the way they relate to each other, the way they relate to themselves, the way they relate to their children, to the school system. I think it all boils down to the same issues when it comes down to it. And it's just that the differences with your dog your dog, again, back to what we said before, your dog's not going to lie. So if your dog doesn't like something, he's going to bite you. He's yeah. going to run away. He's going to like shit on your floor, you know? And your your kid, you're not going to see that right away. You might see it when they're an adult and they're dysfunctional adults or whatever, but you're not going to yeah. see it right away. It's just going to feel like it's working. Big, because it's such a longer process than dogs. Like right. But dogs right away, if like you do something that like doesn't work for their way of thinking, the dog's going to be like, uh-uh, this doesn't work. Yeah recall then, what <laughs> yeah, exactly and then we see it right away we see yeah. that's why the behavioral issues come right away it's not like you wait till the dog is 10 years old and then i i guess i think about it how it's, it's a huge lack of communication and today in society is a big lack of communication as though although we have this incredible systems here communication system but it's i think it has distanced us more because we don't have to have as much personal um, interaction and and this technology it's what is it something I read somewhere of how I think it's Jordan Peterson probably, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that you don't know where it's from it's probably Jordan Peterson because I'll even start going somewhere else on something I'm I'm trying to figure out and at the end of the day, that's where I'm ending up is him. And he's always, he always has something on the topic. Back in the day when I was struggling with things, like uh, I still struggle with things, but big mental, like um, sort of getting into depressions and sort of, you know, just upset mind. Um, uh, I would search whatever it is I was feeling and then I would end it in Google or whatever, or YouTube with Jordan Peterson. And there was always something direct that I could, yeah. I could, uh, what the heck was that? Where was I? I don't remember why <laughs> I got too lost on Jordan Peterson. Uh, you were saying about, sorry. I don't um, know. Um, <laughs> but you were saying behavior, right? Society. Oh, uh, communication. Yeah. Oh, communication. Okay. Our, our technology has advanced like within a short span from nothing to so much of something. And I think it like, it really stirred up our, our basic um, communication and uh, boundaries even uh, like, I don't know, it, it all happened very quick. Like, internet and the skyrocket of our technology before we were able to catch up before right. our minds were able to really catch up with what's going on around us. And I think that's a big reason for why so much depression and anxiety has just skyrocketed. Uh, and, and less kids are outside playing so much more video games and technology to be on here. And like, uh, yeah. Have and, you ever heard of Jonathan hate? No. Okay, so I found out about him from Jordan, but Jonathan. Hey, 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he wrote a book called The Coddling of the American Mind. He wrote it with uh, Greg oh. Luciano. Um, and that book basically brings that. down everything that you're saying. And we were touching upon this whole subject of like what's going on in society, right? And he speaks yeah. about how children started to be overcoddled by their parents and they started to use technology way more than interpersonal connection and, and communication. And um, and in general, the, he has a third one. I don't remember it offhand. Social media is a big part of it. But three things that he says were the breakdown in, of society and where there's this massive shift. And he points it to a couple of years specifically of kids that were born at a certain year. I don't remember exactly, so I'm not going to pretend I do. But he basically, he breaks down this whole topic that we're discussing. Now, the very cool thing about it is when I read that that book, I wrote some of my best dog training posts because everything in there, like if you, yeah, if you switch the book to the coddling of the American dog as opposed <laughs> to the American mind, I want it would literally be a dog training book because it's, it's a very cool, very cool read for anybody who wants to really understand, like obviously understand America and the Western world, but deeper than that is like, how much it relates to dogs and the relationship yeah. that we have and how we're messing it up by the way we think we're supposed to be doing things, but we're doing totally different. And even why you could be feeling a certain way. I know everybody, like everybody feels anxiety to some extent. We all, it's just an arrays of um, whatever, the, the heart mm -hmm. rate. Yeah, the heart rate. <laughs> um, and, and we all feel... We all feel that to some extent. And I know a lot of people feel it even more And understanding the why of why maybe I would be feeling some sort of way. Gosh, that helped me a lot. That's why Jordan Peterson, he was very, very much big on taking responsibility, you know, and that also helped me with dogs instead of being like this, Sage, you're a real piece of whatever. And instead of doing that, I, I, I really started back back when really starting to holding myself accountable to every reason I was feeling this way. And instead of it's because of them, it's because of, it's because this happened and that's why it happened to me instead of just saying, okay, well, I didn't do this and this and, and, and taking, holding myself accountable. It changed my whole freaking life and, and, and definitely changed my life. And you have to do that with dogs because it's always our fault. Like, Whatever they're doing, it's because of, you know, what what we have or haven't done. I, Albert mm -hmm. Einstein, I just posted that on my story the other day, is everything that happens in your life happens for two reasons, because of what you did and because of what you didn't do. And it's so, so freaking true. It's so, gosh, it's like a game changer, especially with dogs. Instead, yeah. instead of just being upset about it and instead of, blaming them and thinking they're just the way they are. What about what didn't you do? What about what if they're just confused? Cause that is so much the case. And I especially didn't even deeper into my career. I got, when I met Megan Carnes, I was, I, uh, I, I, I always preach that of don't, don't cancel out that your dog just doesn't get what you mean. And, and uh, I showed Megan, we was working on some uh, obedience in a heel position, uh, like advanced obedience to where the heel needs to be in this like certain spot. And then I, so I was like, 
okay, watch, this is what happens. And she was crooked, real crooked. And I knew she was going to be, and she was like, literally in two seconds, Megan goes, she's just confused. I was like, but sometimes she does it and sometimes she doesn't. And then she goes, well, it's probably just some good guesses. And I was like, boom, like a stack of bricks. Like, oh shit. Yeah. You're so right. You're so right. Because it's very hard for a dog to realize, oh, I'm in an inch over here or an inch over here. And that takes incredible amounts of like make creating clarity. And it was, it was big. I don't know why I just got in, but gosh, it's so big that dogs are just confused. They just don't actually get what you mean. They don't a lot of the time. When it comes to like, like you were saying the responsibility thing, the way I always present it to people is it's not necessarily your fault because you can get an adult dog with a ton of behavioral issues, right? Or you could have a dog from puppyhood and you just, there's so much misinformation out there that you could do everything wrong and you think you're doing it right. Yeah. Consciously. Yeah trying to right yeah. it's not your fault but it's your responsibility yeah. and that shift is very important because fault makes people feel guilty responsibility yeah. is empowerment now you know it's yours go do something with it like you could actually make a change i wonder what the definition this is what I, my brain always does is looks up definitions sometimes even definitions send me into a rabbit hole i'll look up one definition of one word and then it will have this word that's pretty much telling what that word is. And I'll go to that word. And then it sends you back to the other word. And then you're like, we didn't get to the core of this. I'm always looking for the underlying, but I wonder what the definition of fault is because I, I like to look it up. Yes, it does. It sends an ill feeling. I would like to know. That's one that I would grab my phone real quick. And uh, <laughs> I, cause I wonder if fault means that it is uh, um, conscious, you know, we're going to look it up quickly <laughs> just for the hell of it, because now I'm curious. I know, <laughs> but no, I completely, it, it is all about wording to, so that an, another can like take it in and not be like, oof, and then just, I feel like fault maybe just it means says, a mistake. It says responsibility for accident. Or mis- it says but, responsibility basically, but yeah, basically it basically says it as responsibility. And I'm just switching it like, where are you? Did you get cut off? I think we lost Whitney for a second. Um, let's see who's here. Hey, Larry, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie and Heather and Terry. So for everyone who's tuning in, hopefully Whitney will be back in a minute um, because this is a fun conversation. But we're also going to do the raffle soon at some point. So if you join the raffle, I'm giving away a T-shirt, a Comk9 t-shirt one of the ones that i made recently you might have seen it um i don't know what happened to wit that sucks we had technical issues it's on her end um let's see raquel is here katie um rachel you asked what kind of dogs whitney has she has one that looks actually very similar to your dog um there we are now oh what happened now there's three of you okay cool what happened there? I think it was my internet, and I hopefully this works. Now I'm using my phone's internet. That happened to me the other day on my um, virtual session, and it had never after a lot of virtual sessions. Okay, my cool. internet. It was my internet. Well, we looked up fault quickly, and it basically says that it's responsibility. So it didn't help my argument well. <laughs> but I, I just think in talking terms, like the way the way fault feels to me. 
Like if I if I hear that word, it's like it's all your fault. It feels guilty. If I hear no, it, to your yeah, fault, well, it feels empowering. I was totally with you on that. I wasn't trying to be like, no, but it really does mean this. Right. Well, because then you, I actually looked it up and then yeah. it, basically, it basically says like in short responsibility, like what you said, it just uses the same word to, to give that definition. But okay. I think that That's funny. responsibility is empowering. Like when, if you tell somebody everything in your life is your responsibility, they could take it in two ways. They could either say, crap, I ruined my whole life. Or they can say, hell yeah, I can change my whole life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that empowering aspect of it is the part that I like to use from responsibility. Like when I hear people like Jordan and Jocko Willick and people like that say, like, it's all your responsibility, 100 percent responsibility. To me, that's very empowering because that means I have the ability to take responsibility and to do things to change the outcome of what I want life to look like. And that's very that's a great feeling. But it's it's important to. But fault, fault to me feels like guilt. If you tell me like, it's all, it's all your fault. I'm like, oh shit. Like, what did I do? Yeah. Um, Responsibility makes you, yeah. Empowering. Like it totally makes you feel like, like kind of, am I cutting up? And it's a little bit blurry, but it's, it's cool. It'll work. It's just your your internet's not so strong. I want to switch it back, but then it would cut me off again. Um. But like with a dog, instead of a big, you know how if somebody does it for you, uh, it makes you feel, what's the word? Like when somebody does something for you rather than when you could have, like something I could have done myself and somebody just say I needed to go over there and somebody carries me and puts me there. It makes you feel like not um, worth something. So, So like when we... Can you hear me? I can hear you. You just keep cutting out. Uh, but basically like finishing someone's sentence when they can really get the words out themselves, like what I'm doing to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, why I was like waiting. I was like, I'm not going to say that because then I'm literally going to be doing exactly what you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah. And then when it comes into dog training, it's like uh, when it, we could just teach them how instead of instead of doing it for them, instead of like, pulling them with a leash instead of somehow empowering them that they can do it themselves. And, and it it makes them, it makes me feel lower when I, that just like as when, when we're a kid at like one or two years old, we want to help. We want to do it ourselves. The the kid who's always like, let me cut it. Let me cut it. Let me do it. That's the Uh, word. Amanda said incompetent. That's the word. What is it? Incompetent incompetent yeah that's the word i think that's the word we're looking for yeah thank you amanda because i couldn't come up with that one either but yeah that's it's it's an interesting one the way i look at that with dogs because i've well we lost you that sucks i i hate when this internet thing apparently like some phones have been having bad internet today like monique said she had issues with her t-mobile hey monique um but apparently some phones have been having issues with their internet so maybe that's happening to whitney and that's why she keeps getting cut out are you back yes now i'm for real back okay apparently like a bunch of like internet services have been messed up today like i saw something online in the comments also so maybe that's why maybe that's why you're all messed up um well now i'm at least on my internet internet but okay okay cool um 
What were we saying? We got cut off. Oh, so what I was saying is I, we've had this conversation before about like not like letting the dog kind of figure things out more on their own rather than always showing yeah. them. And I kind of like bounce back and forth with that when I'm working with dogs, because I feel like some dogs just need like once you show them, they're like, oh, that makes sense. Right. And then other times you could more guide them towards that figuring it out. And it's almost like a, a balance of like, when do I want to step in and like push the dog a little bit more and show yeah. them like, this is exactly what I'm asking of you. And yeah. when do I want to say like, all right, let's, let me help you figure out what I'm asking of you. And it's, I think there's yeah. a balance in that because I think both are necessary depending on the dog and what's going on and all of that. Oh yeah. There's, well, I, I would say there's always guidance. There's always guidance just as depending on when and where, how much, um, but there's always a step. We're always giving them some sort of guidance. So like completely, I totally, yeah. Uh, we're, there's always guidance. Like the second they step inside of the house, there is guidance because we put these walls here. Right. So it, they're not, it's not completely ever making them figure it out on their own. We give them just the right amount of steps or guidance, whatever's. And then, uh, and then see if they can figure it out on their own because they're not going to if we don't give enough steps. So there's just always there's always steps for sure of, of helping them out. It's manipulating. Dog training is manipulating. Total manipulation. We're giving them just enough enough guidance to make them feel like they're in control, like no matter what it is. Uh, yeah. Like we want them to feel like they've made the choice. But at the end of the day, they didn't make the choice. They didn't. Right. Because we, but at the end of the day, we didn't make our, our, we did, but we didn't like from, from like, especially growing up, we, we, we aren't making our choices. We're put into our household because of our parents and we're putting to, into this school because we have to and, and things like that. Kid, the dogs just never grow up and leave the house. They, right. I guess that's where we're saying about like humanizing right so that's back to like that's where the line gets drawn though i think for me is like when you're a child 99 percent of your decisions you're not really making on your own because even if you do something like breaking the rules usually there's some sort of consequence that's going to manipulate you back to not doing that right yeah but yeah. then at a certain point usually like teenagehood a child is like all right screw it i'm actually going to make my own decisions i'm actually going to do what i want right yeah. and that's when they start to break out and like become themselves and that's that whole rebellion thing which is a part of development and it's like that you're becoming yourself and whatever that means and you're breaking out and you're making your own choices and you're actually starting yeah. to make your own decisions and deal with the consequences on your own Being dogs, right and with dogs they never get to that point they're always in that point where as much as we want to set them up to make the right decision mm -hmm. we're always going to have to set them up to make that right decision if we want them to make it yeah. It's never going to be that point where they're just going to be like, all right, I got this and I could just figure out life because based on what you've taught me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and cause we always, we're always the leader. We're always their protector. They don't leave. But I guess I was just thinking, I never thought of this is when those humans, us human kids, we go and leave and mom and dad aren't leaders no more. And we don't have to do that. We can do whatever the hell we want, but really we can't. There's still a leader out there. It's everybody around us. Um, it's just we have to like now choose our own sort of what we want to 
we want to mold with society. Society is our, our leader at the end of the day, because we can't act fools. We have somebody holding us accountable, like right. rules on the road, the government, whatever you want to call it. There is somebody, there's somebody um, guiding us still. Uh, and, and then we also have the choice to kind of choose who, who we, whose morals and whose rules are the best. And, uh, if we want our own mind to be our own best, <laughs> like leader, and it usually isn't that good. So we need to find somebody else that's a, a good leader to us. Uh, that was Jordan Peterson. To me. The difference is, yeah. So there's obviously that within some sort of framework, there's some sort of boundaries that you're always going to have to live within, right? But the difference is we get to choose that a bit more, I guess. Like, you're just making it sound shitty, like we're not really free. (laughs) I want to believe I am. Um, (laughs) Nope. But yeah, when it comes down to it, that's the truth. That's the reason why, though, a society either, like, is successful or fails is based on if those boundaries that are put up by whoever creates them, if there's, if they're good boundaries and if they work and if the consequences set in place work and all that stuff, if it's not good and if it doesn't work and if society as a whole doesn't agree to it, then it all collapses. So mm-hmm. I guess that they're everywhere and that's, that's life. That's dog training. Yeah. It's- what, would say, what would you say is your favorite part of what you do? Oh, shoot. Um, I don't know. I guess I, <laughs> all I can think of is like being in, in outside with dogs. But I, I think the <laughs> it's silly. It's not like um, I love helping people and getting client dogs and 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 helping them. That that's like so cool to go through that with them but at the end of the day like my biggest dream was to always be able to bring my dogs to work with me so that they could be along with me be my teammates all the time and and now they can they're my assistants in private lessons and they're they're here with me every day and that's really like they're my number ones and that's really cool to me and it's i i love that Somebody um, asked earlier, I guess now that you're talking about your dogs, I'll throw this in. Somebody asked earlier what kind of dogs you have. I've got uh, Sage, who I named my business after. She's uh, eight, and she's a pit bull, German Shepherd, Siberian Husky, and Malamute. And then, um, and mostly pit bull, actually. Odd, weird, odd, weird. Yeah, that's strange. You don't see that. Oh, there it is. That's Sage, my logo. Um, and then Angel, he is six and he's an all white, half German shepherd, half husky. And he, uh, the mom and dad, the mom was black and tan and the, the dad was a wolfy looking, uh, Malamute like dog. And two of them popped out white. I guess they both were carrying white jeans. So two popped out white and the rest were colored. And I was like, I want a white one. <laughs> dog that I have with me now, Sophie, it's actually her mom I- who I did see that dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel, no? Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's funny. She was the one who asked about your dogs. But, like, she really, every time, like, I see your dogs, like, (laughs) yes, Lauren, exactly, like Sophie. She was just commenting that. Yeah, they look so much alike. It's really cool. Awesome. There's a dog that walks past past my house every day. 
walking its owner. <laughs> um, <laughs> you sent me a picture of that one, right? Yeah, and that dog, like, that's Angel. I see it every time. It's that's funny. Cool. <laughs> well, look, you have like two very cool looking dogs. Do you still, I don't know if you're going to get upset at me for asking this. I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> um, do you still hunt with them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I haven't, I don't, I was talking to my buddy about this. Oh, no, I'm not upset. If I mean, if people get upset, that's, that's on, that's on you. That's on people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's on you, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. It's fine. Because um, my dogs eat it raw. I don't like to go out and just shoot something to kill it. Uh, just just to share with everybody. Um, some my biggest passion is having a dog do what they what really in, innately fulfills them. So something that just really lights up their life, and they already eat a raw fed diet. Um, and so I was like. And all I have is this little air rifle. It shoots pellets. It's a powerful one. But so we started doing squirrels. And um, and then my dog, Angel, the white one, he would retrieve them. And, and Angel is this most docile, like, you would never think. His nickname is Fairy Boy. And <laughs> you would really never, ever, ever think that he would turn on, like, this hunting prey drive, like, mad. And, um, and he does. So I was like, we can go and harvest food together as a team. <laughs> I think it's so cool. I'm it's, so into it. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how amazing it is. I mean, I've already told you Russ and it's, it's so incredible. Like my dogs can, will listen to me really well. Like I really trust my dogs, but when me and Angel are out there in, in the woods and he knows this is the biggest part and why I love the team part so much to not be over your dog, but think of them as they have a part and you have a part. Nobody's is more important at the end of the day. Yeah. Like ours is holds a hell of a lot of weight, but they can't see it like that. They can't, we want them to know like they are equal that they're, they're our teammate. And if they do their part, we got their part kind of thing and vice versa very much vice versa they're going to be holding us accountable too it just doesn't come out and, and well it comes out <laughs> they just yeah. they don't listen they're like you're not doing shit right um but when we're out in the woods uh he is in oh my gosh the most spot-on animal that it, like his obedience and his 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 oh it's so cool it's the coolest thing I haven't talked some about coolest, it in a while. some of the coolest pictures that I've seen you take. I mean, you take awesome pictures overall, but like the ones when you guys were out together hunting, I think <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think your friend, you had a friend, take some pictures for you yeah. or something. Yeah, those yeah. are so cool. Like it's, it looks so legit. It looks real. It looks like real life. You know, something I wish to share, but it's it's a very sensitive subject, and I totally understand. I was vegan for two years. I was like. Oh, I can't believe you would do that to an animal kind of person. And, and I get it, but, and then I also get it now that like, it's, I mean, and I, I went and I got my hunting license and it was a very beautiful thing to learn that whole spectrum. My buddy was who, who first introduced it and talked to me about it and how much the hunting association is really helping our wildlife and, yeah. and the wild and our parks and, and helping them stay alive, the wild, the, um, and hunting, you know, it's just, and, and if, 
But yeah, but any, but Angel, neither one of my damn dogs liked the squirrel meat. So I was so pissed off. We got these squirrels. I I learned how to clean them and cut them up and all that stuff myself, which I thought I was going to really be like, oh, gosh, this is terrible. Um, but it wasn't too bad. But then I go to feed it to them. They don't like it. They only like rabbit and rabbits really hard to to find and hunt. But I don't think anything's in season right now. So we haven't been out and I've just been too busy. To answer the original question. Yeah. No, it's just it's just a very cool thing that I remember you were doing for a while. But yeah, it's cool stuff. Um, somebody asked if you've always fed your dogs a raw diet. Uh nope. Um for the longest time, uh, like in the very beginning when I said that when I got sage eight years ago, the first thing I dug on was nutrition. And it was so it's still mind-blowing to me that not until two years ago did I find that there was raw diet feeding? And so for at least especially the first three years of her life, I was hard going so hard on nutrition. And I thought every time I thought I had the right kibble that I thought that was like so healthy for them, I realized I hadn't learned enough. I hadn't learned enough. And then freaking until not until six years after she was born, I finally find that there's, this is the, this is a very fulfilling diet. And I just didn't even know there's too much out there. It's scary. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. I went through so many different types of kibbles before I started raw for the same type of thing. I was always like, I want what's best for my dog, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what that was. Right. And then I also, my first dog, Marley, like he had a sensitive stomach. Like he would, every time I would switch him to another food, he'd be fine, fine, fine. And then it would just like, his stomach would just be messed up again and really? like cleaning up diarrhea every day. And that was a big part of it. <laughs> but like, If I tried to give her a more rich, healthy one, like she couldn't handle it. Yeah. Like raw is like, it's they, my dogs very, very rarely get sick. Like if ever, unless they get into something, you know, like yeah. Hendrix ate some of the other, one of the dogs that was staying here, like found some of his kibble on the floor. Oh. So he had a bad stomach. But like, besides for that, like they don't have issues because they're on such a clean diet. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go. And now that I'm looking back on it, I almost feel stupid stupid for not thinking about it because logically it makes so much sense. Right? Yeah, to not ever have thought about it. Yeah. Like, God. And it's just the conditioning we have. We're conditioned yeah. to think you go to the store and get pet food. Yeah. That reminds me of something of always like listening to your gut. That was something that my favorite trainer did tell me. She was like, listen to your gut. If it doesn't feel right, um, that doesn't, it's not hard. It's, you can't really use that when it comes to food and when you're really trying to research something, but, but, uh, I don't know why that just made me think of that. But like, if, if some, if a trainer you find somewhere, I mean, if you're watching this, you've, you're, you're on the right track and I don't think you may find like a, if you know, like, uh, but there's, there's trainers out there you should be aware of. And if it sounds, if it doesn't seem right, and you're not getting that, oh, oh, and it's not clear, listen to your gut. And I wished I had longer ago and more. So try to, try to instead of just listen, try to think and, and feel what I would have thought instead of just trying to find the answer out here and said try to find the answer within what I know because we all have some common sense and we've survived a long time and we have we have some we have knowledge we have it in in there um don't forget yeah. 
don't forget to listen to yourself. I guess do some common sense dog training, right? <laughs> uh, everyone in the comments is going crazy talking about raw. All right, I'm gonna interrupt quickly because I don't want to forget. And I said I was gonna do this raffle live. So for any of oh, you who yeah, yeah. joined, and then I have and then I have one more question to ask you that is a good one. Um, but I'm not telling you, so you can't think about it. <laughs> um, but for anyone who joined the contest, I don't know if any of you are even on here. I know Kiki is in here and Lauren. Um, oh, and Rowan. Okay, so some of you who joined are in, but a lot of you joined. Basically, I put up a thing to see. So only real fans can get this to see who knows my dog's names. I done it. I won the last one. <laughs> yeah, I can't win twice. <laughs> my mom tried to get in too, and I was like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll watch the whole show. I was like, no, you're not. Even. So, That's funny. <laughs> this is the way because like I have a lot of really awesome fans, and you guys know who you are, and you've been with me for a while, most of you. And I think it's important to give back. So I made some cool shirts. Some of you might have seen them. Um, and whoever and whoever knew my dog's names shows that you're actually one of the real ones because you've been here for a while and I talk about my dogs too much. So, so you guys would know them. Um, you realized your mistake. I don't know what you're talking about, Lauren, but your name is in here. So I don't think you were mistaken about my dog's names. And if not, you get a free one and because you're awesome anyways, and your dog is with me. Um, all right. So regularly I would have someone else pick it because I feel like it's nicer that way. But the one thing technology hasn't figured out yet is how we can do that. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so we'll just <laughs> take it. All right. Take one out though. Oh, dope. Rowan, that's you, boy. I think you're on here. I think I saw your name pop up before. So hit me up, send me a message. And either you can get it when your dog comes to me in a week or I can send it out to you, but that's cool. You deserve it. Rowan is awesome and his dog is coming to me and I'm really excited to meet his dog. Um, and you deserve it because you're, you're an awesome dog owner. Um, you all deserve it, but not all of you are getting free shirts. So if you do want one, you can hit me up. <laughs> um, but here's, here's my question for you though. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, <laughs> what's one thing that if every dog owner could know, you would tell them what's one thing you wish every dog owner knew? Well, I've recently combated my what I wish, but I'm just going to stick with it. It's just what it literally was spoken of at the beginning of our talk is that dogs are more like uh, humans than we may think. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's not like the biggest. No, it is. It is. I'm, not, I'm not looking for a big aha. I'm, I want to yeah. know because I think this is a, the reason why I ask this question is because it's a cool way of hearing how you think about dogs and what you think about dog training, because it makes you pinpoint it a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's, that's been honestly, even years ago, I, that's, I, I said, I want to write a book and that's what it's going to be. And it's, and it's, you don't even have to own a dog. You will love the book because it's not just about like, like how you've put not just dogs, which I love. Okay. Like, uh, uh, cause you get that, you get it. And, um, yeah. And even if it doesn't make sense to some people or people who may, yeah. They're, uh, that. yeah, I think, and I, and I'm sure like, I think we've kind of said this the whole show, but the whole, the whole thing of how dogs are more like humans though, is not to be mistaken for babying your dog. Yeah, that's the part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 
and then it's that's the part where it sucks is because that's what I want to share, but it's also there are some people who don't exactly unmis not on purposely uh, raising children the way that uh, with that we don't want to raise a dog, which and the way you wouldn't want to raise a child either, and anything yeah. that comes, anything that comes free loses value, and that's like that's a big one there. Like if we have to work for things and that's what makes us feel alive and everything in my dog training that I'm doing, I'm trying to tap into their natural instincts. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best that I possibly can to mimic their life in the wild. And, and our, us as humans are doing the same exact thing. We have prey drive. We have, pre we are predators ourselves. It's just, the details are even way more different today than they were back in the day when it comes to just pure survival instincts. We've complicated the hell out of things, but we're just very, we're animals. It's so simple. That's how it's so easily relatable because same, same concepts. Yeah. I have a question that about something you said earlier, I wanted to ask you before, but I think that was when we got cut out. So you talk a lot about um, you being a team with your dog, right? Now, when it comes to like, you had a great example of like when you take Angel out hunting, right? And then yeah. it's very clear. It's like you feel it. You just know it's there. How does that play out for the average dog owner though, who isn't hunting with their dog and isn't doing any sort of sports with their dog, is just a family pet dog. How does that play out in that situation? How would you see that? Well, making when when it's just the family pet dog, I, I don't, I don't. I want them to to play with their dog, do food games, um, regardless, and that's tapping into that uh, that drive and becoming their teammate um, because you guys are in, on this mission together. Um, but but just more so on the on the on the I know what you're trying to say, like ask. Um, but when it, it's no different, just more so not, um, not trying to be in, in control and empowered over power over your dog. You can't just have things without giving things. So you got to give and, and what they require is what they require. And I'm not going to shortcut that. Like it, we still have to play with them. We still have to tap into those things or else they're not going to be fulfilled. And, and then they're going to, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to hunt with your dog for them to be fulfilled enough, but there are things you can do just inside your house to make them feel fulfilled um, <clears throat> with food games and playing with toys. If you can get them to play with toys and the rules, the rules, creating, having to, to do some place time, waiting at the door at thresholds that's a part of it too We're, but but not in a way of this is just your job and i'm over you it's you you do this so that i can have you that i want the you that i want it's like it's so mutual rather than over one over the other like i always relationship building it's yeah. Each Think about like any good friendship or relationship or partnership whatever type of relationship that's yeah. important to someone in their life like 
if you're just taking, eventually that person's leaving you. And if you're just giving, eventually you're going to leave. Right. And if you want, yeah. Oh God. You want to be there and you want that person to stay, you're always going to have a give and take. And sometimes you're giving a little more, sometimes they're giving a little more and it's, that's what creates that glue to keep that relationship together. Yeah. And, it, and just like, um, and then another part of it is I like that. Even if you're giving too much, they're going to leave. Cause that's, that's like, it's like that, um, sage and my dog sage and angel if i i'll be too all over them sometimes and I, it's just like that 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 girlfriend or that boyfriend that that somebody has that's always all over them and they never get the chance to go and give them some affection that makes me want to go five states away because and i make my dogs feel that way and i have to make sure that i'm conscious that i'm freaking not doing that that's me taking that's, that's, right, that's not over coddling yeah it's not that's not me giving to them. They, they don't, it's me taking it's for my own like satisfaction. So we can't think of giving affection as it's something good for them. It's not, it's just for us most of the time. Um, but, uh, but it's like, a the way I like to think of it is, yeah, sure. I'm the boss. I'm ultimately making the decisions here, but at the end of the day, they are too, because I can't make my decisions unless I know what she thinks. So she has her decision part. It's so a team thing. It's not only going to be, even if it's just her basic survival of, of, of say, sure, she might want to not come when called or something. If there's something else over there, that's her decision wanting to go that way and me thinking this way, but her actual internal body for survival wouldn't think that. It wouldn't it, it wouldn't make that decision for her, you know, like because it's not the best for her. But I'm looking at what's the best for her and what's but like, OK, this is what I was going to say. A boss and a lower employee. We're all important. The boss, just because the boss is the boss without this employee. Well, I guess in sometimes that employee can. The boss would still have their job. But in the in the realm of that, everybody has their part and it's equally a gift. It's equally um, influencing the everything. No matter what your part is, you have that is a part and it's just as important. And same as the dog. I'm not any more important than my damn dog. I like to think it sometimes, but I'm not. I can't <laughs> think like that. We cannot think like that. To, it's yeah teammate teamwork so would you say that it plays out in the sense of obviously playing with your dog is important but i think even through training and through giving direction to a dog you can become that teammate aspect that you're speaking of right so yeah. i think that the, the problem with it and we're not disagreeing on it per se but i think the problem with it is that there's this role of leadership that we all teach right every every trainer talks about leadership and you're bringing another aspect of it that's slightly different that's teammate right and that's that's the part where i'm saying how does that play out with the average owner what does that look like mm -hmm. um because like i've heard sport i don't know a lot about sport dog training but I've, I've listened to some of it just because it's interesting and i've heard a lot of sport dog trainers speak about this idea of being a teammate right um but at the same time you're still being a leader even with that stuff, because in order to get the proper response out of this teammate, it's almost like you're the captain of the team, 
right? Yeah. So it's like when one of you wins, you both win. When one of you loses, you both lose. If the even if the captain's not actually playing on the field or whatever he's called, I don't know anything about sports, but like I'm guessing he'd be called the captain of the team. <laughs> That's what it was when I was a little kid. So <laughs> If the, if the whole team loses, the captain loses too, right? And if everyone wins, then he wins also, mm -hmm. right? And I guess that's that's the part of it where it kind of makes sense with what you're saying. I'm just kind of thinking out loud about your idea is yeah. that and we're losers our dog. Where you're coming from and where, um, like, how it can get a little altered. But I don't like to alter. I guess I just really don't like, I would like to keep my words original, even if somebody's getting the different perception from it. Uh, because ultimately, and, 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 uh, through all of the work we, you maybe end up seeing it, like the owner can end up seeing it, that they're, they're not overpowering the dog because without the dog there, none of it would even have, like it, to me, it's always, yeah. What is it? It's hard to say what it looks like. Um, because it looks like everything play along with rules and structure and boundaries. It's all of it, of all of the above. Um, but it's their part in it is, is, is part of the rules. That's a part of them being the team player because they can't get the play if they don't follow the rest. They can't get this if they don't follow this. So it's their, they have their team role. They have their role on the team. Um, my role is just different. Their role is different. Um, right. But I want to make them, but I manipulate and want them to feel like, but I do. And it, we, we take away freedom so that we can give the freedom back so that they are just kind of actually making the decisions, just like our mom and dad guided us with this foundation to where we can go and stumble and be a leader of our own life. But we're still stumbling later on, making mistakes here and there. And then somebody else is there to or whatever consequences there to help out for it. But um uh yeah I, I to so I try to give them the most steps I can and then uh see what happens and when I do give them the opportunity to make a choice um they get better at making choices uh rather than yeah okay I think it makes sense I get it I'm just <laughs> thinking of it from an owner listening to what that plays out to look like because yeah I I try to look at it so to me, there's like two parts of dog training. There's like the dog geeks and nerds like you and me and people who are like just fascinated by understanding why and the behavior and the mindset and the psychology. And then there's a dog owner who's like, my dog is biting me. My dog destroys my house. My dog pulls me down the street and I just need practical help. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think kind of I, I touched on this earlier, but it's like, how do you, because you, I get it. You want them to have the why, but you also need them to get results and see the difference so that they can actually give a shit about the why. Right. And I guess that's, that, that's part of, that's what you do. And that's what, that's what we do by explaining things, but by also showing them, look, here's results. And now here's why those results work. And now here's why, if you continue this, you'll continue to get those results. Yeah. Yeah. When a board, when it comes to a board and train, um, yeah, like this is what, how you manage this. And this is why, and right. the why makes them hold on to it. Uh, and, but I, in my private in-home lessons are way vastly different than if people don't want to do the, the, the parts that I believe 
full heartedly in now, like the more so getting engaged, luring and things like that. I didn't used to do any of that. It used to be a prong collar pop. Yeah, got it. Um, and I don't skip any of that. Like I don't want to. And if, and if it's boring to them, then I'm not the trainer for you. Uh, Cause that's what they need. And that's what I, that's, I just, I love all of that part about it. And it, and not that they need to geek out hard like me, but, um, but it doesn't seem to, to um, stop or hinder me because it's not, I'm not geeking out terribly. It's just, just enough to where right. they're able to, um, to really understand or, or get those ahas. And then they're in, they're like, Oh, whew, like, okay. Kind of thing. I get it. All right. Can we talk about how you became a celebrity recently? <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's so cool. So <laughs> you left Instagram and Facebook and kind of disappeared off like the social media earth for a little bit. And then all of a sudden like popped up on TikTok, like huge and just blew up. Like what happened? How'd that happen? Uh, so I social media, Instagram and Mostly Instagram. It was really getting to my head. I was letting silly things get to me. Jealousy, one of them, one of the silly things. Um, and then also just thinking I wasn't uh, all of the dumb feelings that we all feel, but don't need to get too lost in. Um, so then I just left it. And then I, um, I, I, and then a lot of things happened. Sage got sick. Uh, two of my family members died and, and then I just stayed gone for like three months. And, but the uh, parts of that, I started, I was like, I'm going to get a TikTok. Nobody knows me there. I'm going to create an alias name. It's called Outbound Dogs. I really like that name. Um, and, and nobody knows me. I just, and on Instagram, I felt I needed to be a little more on the professional side, uh, a little more. I'm wild and, and crazy. And, and not like the typical here's this step and this step dog trainer like different like you, you you're different too you know um you're different yeah we and, like different yeah, yeah. <laughs> normies are boring yeah so i felt judged there anyway so i got the tiktok to be myself uh started making just random stuff and then of course since i talk about dogs all the time i just started talking a little bit about dogs too just just uh to do it and then and then boom uh one video goes viral and then another video goes viral and then another and then and then now i'm busy as hell <laughs> i think i think what what made your tiktok blow up and like i'm not big on tiktok and i don't know i barely have maybe 100 videos at the most but because i kind of just gave up on it i was like whatever i'm not, <laughs> not I have too much i can't be all over um but like what's cool about your TikToks, and i think what made it blow up is the fact that you were there just to be yourself right and yeah. dog training is just a part of who whitney is but it's not the whole whitney right it's like there's this dog training there's the silly side of you there's you doing your funny dances like there's everything yeah. about you that makes you you and when you put that all out there i think that's what attracted people so quickly because it's very real like even on TikTok, there are a lot a lot of dog trainers now Mm -hmm. everyone's on tiktok now right yeah and there are like a lot of dog trainers and there are some dog trainers who are trying to either 
fit the TikTok style, whatever that is. And then there are some who are just doing like dog training. And then there's like the few who are just being themselves. And mm -hmm. I see that as like the key to, in general, I think that's the key to like attracting people in anything. And it's just that you felt freer to do it there, right? Yeah. And like what you said a second ago, I remember you, you and Chad talking about that on your uh, live with Chad. Uh, it's not who I am, but it's, it's who I am. It's not, dog training isn't who I am. It's, it's a, part a part of who of I am. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what sets it, sets somebody different instead of trying to just be this echo chamber, echo chamber, see how like it happens a lot on Instagram and it's draining. It's so draining so much. Um, yeah like a lot of re repeated things instead of like, what did you think? I like the new thoughts. Like, even if it sounds silly, I like, I really have loved this talk because we're, because I'm not just talking to the internet or somebody that's just listening. I'm, or I like weird um, new thoughts that aren't talked about. So I can like, you know, that just that fiend for learning new things. I talked to an, one of the biggest trainers it was the coolest thing ever the other day. Um, and he, I thought it was so freaking cool. And he said his favorite part was when he finds out something he didn't know. And he still has that. And I was like, that's why you're the shit, man. Because that's what you've got. Like, it's not just knowing things. And I hate seeing it. Like I said earlier, a dog trainer, you can see it when they stumble. And then they just start throwing things out there just to throw it out there to, to sound like they know what they're talking about. You don't have to know what you're talking about. None of us really do. Yeah. We, we know a lot. I'm proud of what I know. You know a lot. You're proud of what you do know. Um, but there, there is a lot of stuff untapped in this world and in the dog, dog world especially. Um, it's not uh, stapled yet especially either. A lot of things in the world aren't. There's vast rights, vast lefts in every freaking category there is. But uh i don't know where that came from yeah but i don't know back to the like the tiktok thing that's what i think is so oh. cool <laughs> that's what we got how we got to it but i think it's so cool about what happened for you because like i knew you from we we connected on instagram right and like yeah. and yeah. then we got to really know each other a bit and the cool thing that i saw when i saw you shift from like being an Instagram dog trainer, whatever. I don't like that word, but being a dog trainer on Instagram oh, and then you shifted to, to there was that you really started to be yourself more and immediately like it changed, right? Like even the way you talked about dog training was a different tone and yeah. there's a different style to it. And it wasn't like you were trying to be TikTok trending. It was, you were just being you and yeah. that's what made it take off. And I think that's like, such an important thing in general. I talk about it so much because it really. And it's always, it can be hard to do too. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, I really enjoyed, I never could say I enjoyed an app. I was like, wow, this is fun. I feel like it's more, very more real. Like people are just really being like just relatable things. But, but yeah, like I didn't have any boundaries on, I felt like I didn't have any boundaries on me. Like, and, but when I, I realized in my Instagram, God, it was, you can just see where I was forcing or faking. And, and that's my biggest thing that I hate so much. I don't want to do that. Never. And it's hard to escape, especially when we know who's watching and like all of that. 
and and I'm I make sure like I'll catch myself kind of going back to the Instagram ways ish on TikTok, um, and I I'm, I try to be as mindful as possible to to let that just be free because that's what got me there. And uh, but yeah, yeah, I know it because it's it's unexplored territory, right? So it's like. We can yeah. all just run around and make our own rules and do whatever we want. It's like when you, you just find a new place, it's like we get to do it how we want because no one's made a precedent for what it looks like here yet. Unexplored territory. Gosh, the best part that just kind of like what I was saying, to you, the best part of is the not knowing part. That's yeah. oh, my gosh. So it's so. Uh, yeah. And what's yeah. cool about your TikTok that I haven't seen I'm part of like this TikTok group on Facebook um, because when it first came out and people started using it for business, like I wanted to see like the ins yeah. and outs of how it works. And I was like, I'm, I was like, had this whole plan of how I'm going to explode on TikTok, but whatever, I gave up on that. But <laughs> I was like too much planning it for it to ever happen. Um, but one of the things that, that a lot of people talk about there is like how to actually make that translate into business and into real clients. And like, what's cool for you is like how that actually is happening. Like I see sometimes the few, the few times I'm on TikTok and you go live and like people actually reach out to you for legit help. It's not like just to click like on your video. It's like you actually translate into real life clients, which is really dope. I never, I never would have thought it's because also because it was my alias name. And they had to come to click on my Instagram, find my website, um, which is very, I'm, I'm so grateful, like so freaking grateful. And it really overwhelmed the hell out of me. I did not think ever, but that's how things happen. That's how good things yeah. happen. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's cool. All right. We're going to wrap it up because it's been about an hour and a half. Um mm-hmm. But tell people how they can get in touch with you. Obviously, they can find you on TikTok at Outbound Dogs. But how can people get in touch with you or follow your work or all that stuff if they want to get to know you more? TikTok, Outbound Dogs. Um, uh, www.sagesway.com. Sage has an I in it. And then uh, Sage's Way Dog Training on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, Rowan, hit me up for your shirt. I think you're still on here. I saw your name before, so hit me up for that. Thank you all for watching. Love you all. Have an awesome night and be kind to each other.